Um, this morning, I want to talk about something that I'm pretty sure is affecting all of us. I'm pretty sure that it's something that is going on in our minds right now. Um, it has for me, it has for Pastor Steve, it has for many people. Um, we are good news, okay? I can say that quite confidently. We are good news. We carry good news. Jesus is good news. If you don't know Jesus, I want to tell you he's good news. But this past week, as a church, as a nation, we have received not particularly good news. I think you'd agree with me on that. Um, it seems like the, the new year has just, like I said before, has just carried on the same as the old. Especially as we come into a third lockdown. Especially as we come into more stricter um, conditions to stay at home, keep safe. And if I was going to be totally honest, uh, me and Steve, both in the office, when we heard the news about the building, we weren't too happy. We weren't too impressed. We were a bit miffed. Uh, we were upset, okay? Um, these things happen because we are humans. We have emotions. We can't hide our emotions because that's how God made us. And on top of that, um, we, we have this uh, extremely hard decision where we're not meeting in person in church. We've made that really difficult decision. We thought that meeting was, it was going well and all these different things, but we've made that extremely hard decision not to meet at HT. Just a few of us being able to come here so we can put, do this for you. And I would say we're disappointed in a lot of things. And I think disappointed is, is an understatement. Now, if you're anything like me, you would have encountered disappointment. And if you're anything like me, you would have encountered disappointment in God. And if that's you, you're not alone. I'm pretty sure that you have been, have been disappointed in God. Uh, we can shake our fists and, and up to the sky, up to heaven, and say, wow, we're sure that building was ours. We were sure. We were sure this pandemic would be over by now, Lord. Come on, it's nearly a year. Surely it would be over. And Lord, we're sure we were getting back to some sort of normality with church, with meeting. It was so good, despite the restrictions. Why, God, haven't you stepped in? Why haven't you stepped up to help us out? I wonder if that's you this morning. I wonder if you have thought those things. But it's in these moments, as individuals and as a church, we have a decision to make. Do we do uh, what a lot of us do is we stamp our feet and cry and we throw our toys out the pram and we say, right, that's it, I've had enough. I'm taking my ball home. That's it. I'm done. Do we complain and say, God, it's as if you haven't heard our cries, our pleas over these past few weeks. You haven't heard our prayers. I mean, surely, God, you've heard that we've had enough of this COVID. COVID can just do one. We'd, we've had enough of it. Go. Come on, God. I mean, surely, surely you've heard us cry out to you. We don't want another lockdown. We don't want to keep people away from church. What are you doing, God? I wonder if that's you this morning. You see, disappointment surrounds us all. And it impacts us in ways that sometimes we can't explain. We can't get out. We get disappointed in small things, in the big things, and everything in between. That's what happens. But I want to say it's how the church reacts, which is key for us. It's how the church reacts that can be a pivotal moment in our faith walk. I want to tell you about a man who was disappointed in God. In the Bible, this man um, was no ordinary man. He was a great man. He was a great prophet. Um, this was not a person who, who his faith would have a wobble anytime soon. This man heralded the arrival of Jesus. This man made great, bold claims and statements about him. Yet, through all of what he went through, we find him asking this question. We ask him, he says, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? 
I wonder, what a thing to ask of Jesus. What a thing to ask of God. But I wonder how many of us have asked that similar question when things haven't gone the way we wanted or things haven't happened or we're disappointed. I know I have. I've been there many times. Such is our tendency as, as people to have a, an emotional breakdown uh, aimed towards God because uh, we didn't get what we, we thought we should have had or things didn't go the way we, they, we thought they should have gone. But you have to understand that's just our fickleness in a nutshell. That's humanity as we are. You might have guessed that the guy I'm talking about, the man I was talking about was John the Baptist. John the Baptist is a big deal. He was a big deal. You just have to read about him. He was a guy who was a prophet. He was the last great prophet. He, he, he was the one that uh, uh, links the Old Testament to the New Testament. All those hundred years of, of nothing from God. And then John the Baptist came. When you read about prophets in the Old Testament, all they did was prophesy about God, uh, Jesus coming, the new Messiah. All they did was, was point towards Jesus. But it was John who saw, who revealed, who was able to physically point at Jesus coming. He was able to point physically at the coming Messiah who came out. He said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What an absolute privilege that must have been to be in the presence of Jesus, to point out this is the one who's a game changer, going to change the world. What a feeling that must have been. But not only that, not only that, but he also gets to baptize Jesus. You see, John says, I'm not worthy to even tie your sandals. See, I only baptize with water, yet the one coming will baptize with spirit and fire. This one is going to be everything. But Jesus said, John, you've got to baptize me. John, baptize me. Oh, I can't, I can, Jesus. No, this, <laughs> you're joking, aren't you? Baptize me. Now, I've had the joy of baptizing many people. I've had the absolute privilege and pleasure to baptize my two daughters. But imagine being the person to baptize Jesus. You see, John the Baptist was a guy who was part of God's plan. He was pivotal in ushering in God's new kingdom covenant. A man who, after baptizing Jesus, we find that he testifies. He has an account of seeing the Spirit descend upon Jesus. Now, all these things that he's done, all these things that he's been through... If that doesn't fill a person with faith, I'm not sure what will. But after this encounter, John doesn't really have much to do with Jesus. We find that Jesus goes off to do his uh, 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. He goes off and he starts his ministry. And John, well, John goes off and does his thing. In fact, we find that John has actually been thrown in prison because he's called out Herod the Tetrarch, who is uh, the leader around that place. Herod has been doing dodgy stuff and uh, John calls him out. Herod doesn't like it, so he throws him in prison. But I don't think John's too worried because he's kind of going, wow, it's all right. Jesus is here. Jesus is going to bust me out. Jesus will set me free. After all, that's what Jesus came to do. But this is where disappointment starts to creep into John. This is where we find disappointment starts to affect his faith. He's locked up in prison, and he's hearing rumors of what Jesus is doing. He's hearing little words, and Jesus isn't doing what John thought he would do. And we can see that he descends into disappointment. What you have to understand about John is that he was from the Old Covenant. He was, he was a Jew. In his thinking, the, the Jews expected the Messiah to come as a mighty warrior to absolutely bring the smackdown to the Roman Empire, to end it, 
freeing the Jews from this tyranny of Rome, freeing the people so they could be part of this new kingdom that the Messiah would establish when he came. So, like John, when God doesn't do what we think he should do in, or in a way that we want or in our time frame, disappointment is going to creep in. And like I said from the start, disappointment has crept in right at the beginning of 2021. But Isaiah 55 verse 8 simply says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Pastor Steve brought this scripture last week when he spoke about crossroads. We get to a crossroad. We have to make those decisions. Pivotal moments in our walk. Our finite minds have a limited understanding of God. We, we, we don't have everything that God could give us. Yet to gain a better understanding to, uh, of God and what he has for us and in those moments of disappointment, we have to go to a place where we can get that understanding. We have to be engrossed in his word, have it open, read it. And that will carry us through beyond disappointment when it hits. Anything else that hits, it carries us through in his strength. Because that's where we find the promises of God. We hear and read his words. John was so sure, so sure what Jesus was going to do, that he was going to set him free, bust open that prison. But when Jesus didn't do what he thought Jesus would do, the fact he was still sat in prison, he couldn't comprehend the situation. And he went to that place where he questioned God, what's happening here? Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Just pause there just for a second and just let that sink in. When we're disappointed with God, do we shake our fists at him, or do we go to him for comfort and peace, protection and strength? Do we shake our fists at him, or do we just come with our arms open? I want to say again, we were utterly disheartened, not only about the news about the building, but with the lockdown and the decision on not meeting on Sundays. Those are just three things, and I'm sure there are many more things that we are disappointed in, in our everyday walk, our everyday life. We cannot get away from these emotional responses. That's how God made us. We have emotion for this, but it's what happens despite these that is essential. Um, I don't know if you're a superhero fan. Um, I, uh, I like superheroes, but there's, um, one of my favorites is Batman. I brought Batman to a Sunday sermon, so I'm not going to apologize. Um, but Batman says these words in the film Batman Begins, and he says, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. It's a great line from a great film. I mean, from that, we understand it's, it's, if stuff in, in us boils over, it can affect how people perceive us. But if you're crazy mad underneath or you're, you're crazy disappointed in here, you can't let it overflow. If you're crazy disappointed in something or someone, it's the action you choose out of that that distinguishes you from everyone else. With all of our strength, we find it so hard. I speak from experience. With all of our strength, I find it hard to come out of these places. But that's not the point because we don't rely on our own strength. We rely on the, rely on the Lord's strength for this. You see, God says, don't worry. Trust me. You've seen what I've done. You can see what I'm doing. Trust me in what I will do. And we come out smiling, not in a false way, not putting pretense on, but with the joy of the Lord knowing that he is good. Yes, in the office we've had a bit of a time. But you know what? We raise our eyes to heaven. 
We open his word and we seek him even more so. And we understand, Lord, we know that something better is coming. What that is, we trust in you. We will not be disappointed. It will not drag us down. You see, the common denominator in all of this for us is the, the strength that God gives us. You see, John was puzzled because of his expectation that he had. Yet it was this, this answer from Jesus of reassurance that he maybe wasn't expecting. Instead of Jesus rebuking him and saying something like, uh, did you not see what happened when I came out? Did you not see what, what, when, when the, the, the dove came down and the spirit landed upon me? Did you not see that? Do you not remember? Jesus simply wants John to understand what's happening. Instead of hearing rumors, he says, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. He wants John to get the full picture. He wants John to understand that he has everything in control. He says, tell John what you see and hear. Give him a full report of what I am doing. Reassure him that all is under control. If you want full reassurance from Jesus, you've got to read about everything that God has done and the promises that he has for you. That's what you've got to do. You've got to understand who Jesus is and what he's doing. God does not always act as we expect. We should know that. His ways are not our ways. I'd love to have seen John's reaction when his disciples went back and told him. But we don't find out. We find out a little later on that uh, John met his death. Herod, on a whim, when he was trying to please someone, had John beheaded. Now, I can only imagine, I'd only like to believe that, that when the disciples told John that he was filled again with faith and reassurance that Jesus was who he said he was and that he endured what he went through with the strength that only comes from Jesus. I just want to say to you, church, that when we find ourselves disappointed, if you're disappointed in God, disappointed in life, or whatever's going on in your lives, open the Word of God. Get in there. doesn't mean you have to spend hours reading everything and uh, all things, chapter and chapter. Get in there and just start. It's here where we find our reassurance. We recall the good things that God has done. We trust His promise. And it's shown through our, our walk with Him as we grow and we, we bear fruit. See, the brilliant thing about the reaction of Jesus, again, he didn't rebuke him. He didn't just like point the finger and say, what are you chatting? He elevates John. He tells the people listening that this is John the Baptist, the greatest prophet. No one is greater than him. And then he goes on to say, well, actually, the disciples will be greater than the least. What he was doing was elevating everyone. And that's what Jesus does. He elevates us. He wants you to know that these things do not hold you down. And this is our response, church. This is our response. Just as I come to a close and I invite the worship band just to join me for one final song. In times of disappointment, whatever that may be, we must have comfort in the knowledge of what God has done. You must be able to look back and see, even when you gave your life to him, and you were cleansed, you were free, you trust in those You've got to look at what he is doing around us. Yes, we get disappointed. Yes, there is uh, ways that, we, that come against us. But what he's doing now, me and Steve don't sit in the office and stamp our feet. We look to see what he's going to do. We don't get disappointed. And we look to the future of what he will do. I want to say, church, now is not the time to mope about in our disappointments. Now is not the time to mope about 
in, in those things that we are just so disappointed in. These will not stop us. These will not um, um, just uh, slow us down. In fact, they galvanize us as a church. Now more than ever is the time to give good news and hope that we have in Jesus to those around them. You see, church, God is sovereign. God is trustworthy and his promises never fail. I want to say, how could you be disappointed in God? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for who you are. We thank you that Jesus came to this earth. And we thank you that people like John the Baptist, they, are, they were just human lords. And we too are human and we have our failings and our fickleness. But when we are disappointed, when we have anxiety or anything else that comes against us, Lord, we will just raise our eyes to heaven. We will open your word and we will be trusting in you. Lord, we give you thanks this morning and I pray that you will just bless us. You will just um, anoint us. You will just give us uh, just such an encouraging uh, move of your spirit right now. And all God's people said, amen.